Pitt gets their fourth 2024 commitment, and it's another one from the state of Pennsylvania. Let's talk about that, and let's also preview Florida State a little bit more. It's coming up on this episode of Locked On Pitt. You are Locked On Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairbaugh. Today's episode of Locked On Pit is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make it easier and make more memories with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On for more information. There's a lot that you look at, man with this Pitt 2024 recruiting class that I want to just jump into right away. It is a fascinating recruiting class. It's a class that has a lot of mystique to me um, about it just because there, there is a lot of kind of new um, blood in terms of location for this. Like just look at some of the locations they're getting these guys from Philadelphia York, um, and of course, Central Catholic. Um, and, and so Ty Uhas committed to Pitt um, this past Wednesday. So this is their now third commitment from the state of Pennsylvania, which is actually quite impressive um, when you look at it. This is not, you know, not, not that Pitt has completely struck out in the Whippeal or, or in even this area, but they absolutely have not recruited this well this early in a while. And that's why this actually is very intriguing to me. So you look at Juhas, for example. Guy that grew up a Pitt fan, Pitt offered just about a week ago from this point on. And he comes immediately on board. Pitt's already got two defensive tackles now in this class with Juhas and Jasir Whittington. Um it really is kind of that that thing with Juhas, right? He's a guy that was a Pitt fan, got his first Power 5 offer from Pitt, and so everything kind of just rung up right there. Um, when you are kind of that ingratiated and that's kind of your dream, uh, you know, that's a guy that's going to come and, and want to play, man. Um, and, and so good job by Charlie Partridge there. They didn't need to do a ton of work because I, I wouldn't say – I don't usually say recruits are – Gift wrapped, but Uhas is about as gift wrapped as a recruit can get for Pitt. Um, just a guy that is is close and a guy that loves Pitt um, right away. So, so this is a guy that to me, you look at his tape, and we're surrounded by a lot of good talent. There, there's a lot of good talent on this central team. You know, Anthony Speck is obviously the guy that'll get uh, a lot of the. You know, Penn State commit right now. He's a big, big, big time um, recruit. But but Juhas fits in there too. Um, hot, hot motor. He's pretty productive. Uh, he's got a pretty good first step. I think he's pretty athletic. Um, he's kind of this guy that you look at and, and you just screams Charlie Partridge. Like there's a type of, of defensive tackle that they try to land. And he's listed 6'3", but I think he's smaller than that. 
Um, I think he's going to be more like 6'2", maybe even 6'1". That is the exact type of D-tackle this team looks for and that they just churn out with ease. Um, I, I talked about this a lot recently, but, like, you look at the D-tackles. Um, I said this out in a tweet. Like, you look at the D-tackles that this team has landed um, in, in kind of put in the NFL, and it's very similar. Um, it, it, so, first of all, the very first guy you look at with that is obviously the guy that's going to be going to the NFL and continues to get just a ton of buzz and collage of Kansi. Um, He is kind of the example, right? He's super athletic, but he was undersized, so he was a little under-recruited. Um, and, and so Pitt legitimately kind of comes out of this, and, well, they're hopping already. Um, they're kind of ready to get on UHaas, and, and maybe other teams are a little bit um, – are, are simply a little bit kind of against it. Um, they, they don't necessarily want to get um, a guy like that because maybe they don't like it. Maybe they don't have a, a ton of experience with guys like that, right? Um, so that, to me, is kind of interesting. Um, then you look even more so um, to a guy – like Jalen Twyman, who also put in the NFL. Um, there's just so many guys, David Green, um, Devin Danielson, like all these guys aren't super giants. They're 6'2 and smaller. Um, and so I think that's kind of the type of guy you're getting here. You know, good power rusher, uh, a guy that's got a lot in his toolbox, just fits the Charlie Partridge mold. Um, you know, he, he's a DN listed right now on recruiting sites, but Pitt is reportedly recruiting him and took, took his commitment as a defensive tackle. Um, so that is where he's viewed. You know, the offer sheet isn't there. He's he's only got a, the only other offer he has is Kent State. But Pitt jumped in here early. He he jumped in uh, on the board very early too. And so this is very possible that that, that this is kind of the first um, of many offers. But Pitt locked up UHaas early just because we talked about that kind of gift wrapping of a, this type of recruit. Um, that is kind of just perfect. He's a Pitt fan, grew up in Pittsburgh, loves Pitt. Um, and then obviously the Charlie Partridge kind of connection, which is this is the type of player that he sends to the league that intrigues a lot of guys to come here. Um, and so when it's in your backyard, you finish, and, and it makes sense. Um, everything about this fit on both sides makes a lot of sense. Juhas is a guy that, you know, isn't highly recruited just yet. I think he will be. I think he has a lot of good film. He has a lot of – uh, kind of good stuff on tape that you like. And, and he has that athletic baseline that I like too, um, that I really look for in, in those undersized defensive tackles. Um, so I think he could really kind of, of work into something. Um, but you also look at a guy like you Haas. And, and this is a guy that is extremely, extremely strong, like exactly you can see his bull rush. You can see the potential of that burst. When he plays with good leverage, he's got a nasty bull rush. And so this is a guy to me that has a ton of potential to be a really good power rusher for Pitt um, by the time he's a junior or senior. Um, so I, I like this move, and I like the fact that they have two defensive tackles already committed. And Jasir Whittington is a very similar player to you house in a lot of ways, right? Kind of undersized. He's not going to be a big kid, but he's super athletic. He's a guy you can do a lot of different things with because of his athleticism. He's undersized, but he's got a power game. Like he is very similar to you Haas, and they're recruiting the same type of guy that Charlie Partridge has been able just to work magic with. 
and these guys just continue to play at an extremely high level. Um, and, and it's really um, fun to watch um, these guys develop because this isn't the, the, the stereotypical defensive tackle build. The pit still kind of just kills it um, every time they land these guys. And so two defensive tackles for a team that is losing some really good defensive tackles, right? Uh, Tyler Bentley, David Green, and Devin Danielson are all gone after this year. And so you're going to be left with the void. You'll have Sean Fitzsimmons. You'll have Dorian Ford. You'll have Elliot Donald. You'll have a few other guys in that room, but DeAndre Jules, but you won't quite have that veteran presence anymore. And so they need to restock the shelves, and they will. And so far, already two guys in that room. Charlie Partridge do a nice work here on the recruiting trail early on in 2024. I want to talk a little bit about the location of that and what Pitt's doing for in-state recruiting, the momentum it's showing right now to start the 2024 class. Let's talk about that, and then we'll talk about Florida State a little bit, where Pitt can go from here as well. But first, folks, I want to let you know about FanDuel Sportsbook, because, folks, FanDuel has you for the Super Bowl, but also has you for the upcoming stretch when it comes to college basketball. Yes, that's right. Tournament time ain't that far away. And if you're an NBA fan too, it's right in the middle of the NBA season. There's so much to go on here with FanDuel. Folks, you can you can get a no-sweat first bet with up to $1,000 for the NBA, uh, for the M- NCAA tournament, whatever. Bonus bets back. If your first bet does not cash and you get all of that, you still get all that you could. So it's a no sweat first bet. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, and super easy to use. And folks, you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. So much more. Plus, folks, FanDuel lets you combine bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with a single game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet or up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment worth FanDuel, an official sports being partner of the NBA. All right, everyone. Let's talk now about kind of this interesting uh, trend that we're seeing, right? Um, three in-state Pennsylvania recruits already signed up on board for the 2024 class. Listen, man, this just doesn't happen for Pitt. Um, And that really means to me a lot of good things. You know, it's not that they're beating out Penn State, um, but they're going into, they go into Philly, land Jasir Whittington. They go into Central PA, land Jules Goff. Jules Goff looks real good, man. Um, I am high on this kid. You talk about a speedster with high upside potential. Man, Goff has that. He's got some good offers on his resume. You know, Duke, Boston College, um, some others in there, Rutgers. Um, this is a guy that I, I think you look more and more at. And this is going to be a guy that you're going to have to fight to keep. I, I just think he's a really high-end recruit. Um, not quite like an Izzy Abanikanda. Um, he's a different type of speed back, but this guy has a different gear. He is a speed back that is special in that second gear, and he has a lot of high upside potential. Could definitely be a big contributor to this offense in the 2020s if he stays committed. Um, and, and I look at that. I look at Jasir Whittington from so far back, just winning over a kid from that part of the state, and then you land a Whippeal kid in Uhas. This early on, and there are so many other guys that Pitt is looking at in state this year. Um, and the Whippeal 
is ha- it has a pretty good class, right? Like you got you got Lindsey, you got Cam Lindsey, you got Pete Gonzalez, you have Cole Sullivan, you have all these guys. They didn't they didn't land Anthony Specker, but you have obviously the crown jewel is Quentin Martin, um, and, and that is kind of where I wonder, man, this in-state momentum from three different parts of the state, you go east, you go central, and then you go west. It's actually quite interesting to see. So you look at the top 10 um, of PA right now. Quentin Martin's number one. And then you have Rico Scott, who's number two. Pitts in on Rico Scott, too. Um, If they really are trying to get him, they are in on him. Um, now you kind of look at Tysir Denmark, who's going out to Oregon, Cooper Cousins, Penn State, Anthony Speck, as we talked about Penn State. Um, you, you look at Peter Jones out East, Notre Dame, Kenny Woosley. Um, we have, ta- we have kind of seen a lot of buzz there. Just here, Whittington trying to get him uh, to come here. They play together. Um, so we'll see that that would be another Philly guy, Trey McLeod, Cam Lindsay, um, out of Quippa. We know that is a, a really, uh, strong, Pipeline as always, uh, but you you look at a Pete Gonzalez, right? Uh, you look at a Ryan Corey out of out of Pine Richland. Um, it's just a really rich class this year, and that includes anywhere from right now Western to the East. Um, and you also look at a guy like a like an Alex Irby um, out of um, Harrisburg. Uh, there's just a lot of guys in this class that pick could try and land. It's a good class in state. And, and to land some of these guys early on, you know, when Pitt hasn't landed a lot of these guys, already three state, three in-state recruits. Um, when you look at Pitt's past resume for in-state recruits, I mean, they just don't land a lot of them. Um, and it, it sucks, but it, it hasn't been all peaches and cream in Pennsylvania for Pitt. Like, just go for 2023. Um, your top recruits went to Penn State, Penn State, West Virginia, Penn State. Georgia, Michigan, West Virginia, Texas A&M, Penn State, Boston College, West Virginia, until you finally get to Cruz Brookins down at 13. He went to Pitt. Pitt obviously landed him, Lovelace, and Kenny Johnson, but they were later in the process. Um, Pitt now has three PA recruits this early on, and there's tangible momentum in state to land other guys. And so I, I wonder if Pitt's kind of starting – to kind of coalesce here some momentum in state. And, and there's a lot of in-state talent this year that I think they should be prioritizing. I don't think it's a bad thing that they land more in-state guys. Um, when we look at more than more than anything, you know, you know their Florida recruiting is going to be there. Day-Day Farmer is that, it, you know, the loan out-of-state guy, Day-Day Farmer, uh, is really good, like four-star good. Um, so, so they, they have, they, they're cooking right now, man. They are cooking right now in this 2024 class. It has the potential to have some real high end upside recruits within it. Um, and so I look at this team, um, I, I look at what they need and they're starting to fill it. And some of that can come from in state. And you know, that the Southern recruiting, whether that's, you know, a few Georgia guys, um, Florida certainly is going to come through. Um, they'll probably get a few guys from Ohio, um, New York, New Jersey uh, ish areas. Um, so it's, it's, it's just kind of really coming together. This class looks fairly strong, man. Um, thus far, it's a really good start for, for this pit staff. 
if you want to call 2023 disappointing, 2024 is off to a great start. Now, obviously, in this era, you have to worry about NIL and all of that stuff, but uh, nothing is done until the pen is signed to the paper, really until they show up on campus um, and they're in class. Um, but this is it, this is starting out really well. Um, they are doing a very good job thus far of recruiting uh, in 2024. So I think Pitt right now looking pretty strong on the recruiting trail. All right, let's flip over to Pitt men's basketball. Florida State, they go to Tallahassee. Um, Pitt, in what I have called all week, a must-win game. This is a game I am looking at and saying, you got to win. You just have to win it, man. I mean, you got to have it. It really comes down to that. I mean, really, it does. I I don't want to sound cliche, and I I don't want to overplay my hand or anything like that, but they got to have this one. Uh, you, You just can't lose to the same team twice they can't do it uh not when they're a q3 and q4 loss respectively this is not a, a overwhelming team we talked about it you know i think they're better than their record i definitely think florida stays better than their record but this is not a team that pitch should be re- kind of shivering timbers at that is not what should be coming for pit here this team needs to win this game. I still think people are underestimating the effects of a Q3 or Q4 loss on this resume. I understand now they're up to, what, an eight seed um, in bracketology um, with Joe Lenardi today, but it could really tank them. They need to win this game, especially because losing to Florida State would really just be a black eye. Now, Florida State shot the lights out of the building last time, and that's really why they won. Um, you look at kind of what Green did against them, and it was quite honestly unbelievable. He made a few unreal shots. That step back three to really ice the game near the end of the game was a special shot from him. He was having a special type of day. And Pitt sometimes, you know, it's fine. Sometimes you'll run into a guy that's just having a special day, and that's kind of what happened there. But this team is still good enough and frustrated Pitt with its length. Frustrated Pitt with how it kind of switched off. Took kind of the Duke uh, work, right? It was kind of how Duke played Pitt, and they shut down Pitt's offense for a very long period of time. And I look at that, and I say that can't happen again because that is where you get into trouble. It's not easy coming back down from 10. So every time I see Pitt get down 7, 10, whatever, right, it's just hard to do consistently. And, you know, we've seen that happen uh, multiple times this season. You know, Vanderbilt, they got down a lot, and it just takes a lot out of you, and it can hurt you down the stretch. VCU, they got down by 10 at one point in that game, came back, led, but it just takes a lot out of you, and sometimes you don't have that energy to finish strong. Um, Duke, right, they try to put up a, a comeback, but Duke pulled away. Um I look at that Florida State game. They went down 10, and it was just tough for them to come back. And that's what happens sometimes. It just it's, it's overwhelming to a point. And Pitt has been good about punching back. They've been good about, about coming back. But you can't rely on it the whole time. And I am very certain that they are going to be motivated and ready to go, and, and they just want to be fired up to play this game. But they also can't let that make them – overzealous or or too anxious and to where it kind of hurts them to a point. 
And so I look at this team as this is a real vengeance game. This is a real kind of show me why you are 100% a guy to make the tournament. You are a team that makes the tournament. This is the type of game that tells a lot about a team to me. I truly believe that. Um, So we'll kind of see where it goes from here. Um, But I I think this is going to be a huge game. I think Pitt will probably end up winning this one. If if I know this team well enough, I think this is a game that they will feel. um, Really, they kind of have a a thing to tell you. They kind of have something to prove, if you will. Um, I think that they're going to come out and probably – Really give it a shot this one. I think they're going to give it their all. Um, but I, I also look at, at this game and, and say that same formula is out there for Florida State. They're long. They can rebound really well on the offensive end. That's one of Pitt's biggest weaknesses. They can get a lot of second-chance opportunities. And it could hurt Pitt. But Pitt can't get static on offense. Pitt can't play iso ball. Pitt's going to have to you know, play smart and, and really kind of play up pace, um, play up tempo, get out and transition, run. Uh, so that's that's kind of what they have to do. It's a huge game for Pitt, and I think we're going to learn a lot about this team. You know, one game is is tough to learn a lot about a team, but I think this one in particular has a little special pizzazz on it where you can learn a lot about what Pitt uh, actually is this year. All right, folks, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked on Pitt podcast. We'll be back tomorrow for a post-game edition after Pitt plays Florida State. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about it then. As always, folks, thank you for listening. As always, hail to Pitt.